and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Baker, a financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. This is the podcast where we make talking money normal and manifesting into our lives practical. I share with you money mindset tips and tricks as well as practical financial strategies to help you create the financial life and relationship with money that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello, I'm so excited. We have a guest today on the Sensibility Podcast. Our special guest is actually a student of now the new Sensibility Money Transformation course. As you probably have heard, if you have been under a rock and listened to my podcast, I am in the process of a beta launch and this will be coming to market this year, which I'm super excited about. So welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for being a willing participant at this interview. Thanks. You know, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I mean, the course has just been amazing. So it's great that we can talk about it today. Yeah. And look, I was, I, how I came across you guys and how I got the whole group of Aquent, I guess, employees that was a few months ago, I was invited to come and speak and it was just perfect timing. As I say, it's quite serendipitous in fact, because I was just about to go and work out how to do social media marketing to get a beta group together. And you all volunteered to be part of that group, which was just unreal. What actually motivated you to sign up to the Sensibility Money Transformation course? Well, it was definitely after the the introduction that we had from you. I think we had a lunchtime session talking about, you know, money. And I thought, oh, this would be great. I'm looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> because I, I'm re- really at that stage of my life where, you know, I'm 52 years old. I have a superannuation plan, but I know it's not enough. And I just thought, how am I going to, you know, deal with this in 10 or 12 years' time? So I really wanted to learn you know, any tips or tricks or anything that I may not be doing. Um, and I think the biggest thing from that intro is that was that element of the money mindset. And I think that actually is what lured me in and, and it is one of the, the biggest, you know, benefits of the course, but we could go into that in more detail. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because. I think in one of our coaching, it was actually yeah, last week's coaching call because I do regular coaching catch-ups with the students and that's what I'll be doing as well once we go to launch. So they basically are experiencing the whole process that everybody else who will, you know, sign up to will experience. But as I stated last week, the easy part once you understand the mechanics of money is just getting that, automating it and knowing what your goal is. The challenge is getting that mindset right. The challenge is actually staying on track and being connected to the goals emotionally and actually being neutral to the outcomes, you know, because we often have so much emotions tied up with our money, but we don't realize where that's come from. And, and I, th- I think that's the key. You really hit on that. It's, it's, it's about having the right mindset moving forward. But it's also changing the mindset that we've had with money in the past, you know, and what was really reassuring is a couple of other people said, you know, 
and females specifically. I think when we were younger, and I'm talking, you know, really, really young, it, it was always in my mind that I was going to get married and my husband, you know, was going to look after the money and buy a house. And I don't know what I would, would have been doing in all of this scenario, but we, I always thought that I would be in this journey with somebody and, you know, here I am at 52 years old, haven't been married and, you know, retirement could be coming up soon. And it was changing that mindset that nobody else is going to do this for me except for me. And I've got to be organized and I've got to look at the numbers. I think that was also the biggest thing coming into it is that I would have to look at all my numbers and be honest and see what I'm making and see how far it would take me. And, but, but it's also the mind, the mindset, you know, the mindset that nobody else is going to do this for me. I'm not going to win Tet's Lotto. I am going to have to put some effort into this and change my mindset and look at my numbers and, and make it happen for me. And when you were looking at the numbers, was that challenging for you? Or were you surprised that it yeah, wasn't as bad as you thought? I mean, yeah, it, it, it was challenging for me because I know that my numbers are not good. You know, I haven't had a traditional working life in Australia. I mean, I lived overseas for 20 years. So 20 years, money has not been contributed to my superannuation. I mean, I've had, you know, a fantastic life and I've lived in different countries and had an amazing time, but I knew, you know, coming back to Australia that my superannuation is just, you know, scary. And if that's what I have to retire on, then it's even more scarier. But, you know, we did all the numbers and I'm changing that mindset that, you know, I'm still not going to win Tetzlotto. I have to actually work it then. <laughs> But, but, but looking at it and, and, and making, you know, making plans and, and, and for it not to be so scary anymore. Have you found since with some of the knowledge, learning how superannuation works and looking at your numbers, knowing the ways you can contribute, have you found that has eased that fear and you can start seeing the roadmap ahead? Definitely, definitely. I think also knowing what my end goal is and not necessarily thinking, and again, this is a different, this is changing my mindset. I always thought that, you know, you had to retire at, you know, 62 or 64, you would have a house, you would have superannuation, and then you just sit back and do nothing. Well, my mindset after listening to one of your other podcasts is that, you know, you don't have to retire and do nothing. You can still work. And, and, and when I think about it, you know, retiring 10 years time and doing completely nothing at all just scares the living daylights out of me. I think when I retire, and I'm using, you know, <laughs> parentheses, when I retire, I will just be working less, but I will still work. So there's still an income coming in. Like not everything has to completely stop at 62 and 64. I can still keep working. So I don't need that huge chunk of money because I am going to be stopping. I need to have security in place. I need to have, 
you know, the foundations, but I can still keep working, hopefully, if I can, when I retire. So that's a huge mindset shift as well, that I don't have to stop completely with everything. I can still work. I can still make money. I can still live and be, you know, productive and, and contribute to, to society, I guess. And to yourself. Because myself, you, you know, you're yeah. working. Okay. Yeah. And, and the good thing else. about, yeah. And the good thing about recent legislative changes with superannuation and contributions is that they've actually extended that time that you can make concessional and non-concessional contributions beyond 67. Whereas a couple of years ago, you know, you wouldn't be able to make non-concessional contributions after 67. You, there was all these rules, but they've actually extended up to 74. I think, you know, the government are also aware that people have more time up their sleeves and people do want to keep working part-time and not everyone has accumulated enough to retire at those, those sort of timeframes. So when, you know, it's, it's increased over the years. It's sort of now recently it's 67, but now we're actually able to contribute all the way through to 74, which I think is fantastic. And if you're self-employed, like you've been traveling for 20 years, a lot of people who are self-employed, especially those who are sort of sole traders and what are they not thinking to contribute them, like money themselves into super. So there are a lot of people out there just like you, Vanessa, that have had those big gaps where they haven't made, you know, been contributing. And then it's also, then all of a sudden they get to a point in life where they go, oh, like yourself, it's 52 and you're going, I've got to get this organized and, you know, get, get a, get a plan in place. So you and I have spoken at length about your plan. I love your plan. I love that you're sort of a bit outside the box to many people. Do you mind sharing that? Are you cool with that? No, sure. No, I, I'm fine with that. And also just going back on superannuation and, and not contributing to it and also being in other countries, you know, I have money in three different retirement plans in three different countries because, you know, that system is also set up in the other countries that I work in. So, you know, it's sort of as if I haven't been contributing to one, I've been contributing to different ones where I've been working because of that particular company's country's legislation. So, you know, my money's mm. all over the place. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was good to, to lay that foundation and, and, know that other countries are doing it as well, but that doesn't help when you've worked in three different places, you know, but at um, one point you'll yeah, see how casual of that in. Yeah. I've kept all my numbers and all the details and yeah, I'll be going back and, and hoping to get, scrape some of that. <laughs> but no, my plan is, and, and, and again, this, this has come up during the the course of doing the sensibility course. It's like, okay, where do I want to retire and what do I want to do? Yeah, I want to retire in Greece and to have that come to fruition, I actually need to buy a property in Greece to be able to get what they call the golden visa. So you have to spend 250,000 euros on a property and then you are able to, and live in that property, and then you're able to have a visa from that country. There are a lot of, I think there's about 10 different countries that have this golden visa program. And of course, the, the, the amounts are different in, 
in the different countries, but yeah, that's my plan. I want to buy a, a property in a, on a Greek island and uh, work virtually from there. Hopefully my, my side hustle and my side businesses will become virtual in 10 or 15 years or still be virtual in 10 or 15 years. So even though I will buy a property and move to a different country, I still hope to be working, you know, while, I, while I'm there and enjoying life. So retiring, but not retiring. I absolutely love it. I, I assume that one of your values is that is freedom and the fact that, you know, you're basically now in alignment with just being able to choose, have that choice of where you want to live how you want to travel and how you want to retire. And I think a lot of us sort of get stuck with what they think is what is normal or they have to be doing the stand, you know, the I've got to work until I'm X years old and then, then I'm retired and that that's all there is. And there's no a consideration of what, what do I want? What will, you know, bring me joy. And I love that you've really considered where you want to be. And it doesn't have to be that you have to settle here in Australia and get ridiculously high mortgage and feel like that you're going to be chained to that forever. You've really sort of set, created this sense of freedom for yourself with this plan. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I did. I, I mean, I really thought, well, what do I want to do? And I love traveling and I love the warmer climate and I'm totally in love with the Greek islands. You know, it's not as if I, I haven't been there. I've traveled there so many times over the last 20 years. Also, a lot of my very close friends and my family are living in Europe. And, you know, I had to factor that in as well. How much is it going to cost me every single year to fly to Europe to feed my family and my friends? And that's a huge cost at the moment. And I thought, well, you know, if I want to be near the beach and I, and I want to live in Europe and I want to be close to my friends and family, then where can I do that? And look, I am lucky enough that I, I do have a, a, a British passport, but you know, now that only allows me to, to live and work in Britain. And we all know that's not very tropical. So that's why I looked into <laughs> the golden visa and what countries were participating in it in Europe. So during the, I'm just going to use my acronyms here, during the CMTC, so that's the Sensibility Transformation Course. During the process, did you, is going through your goals, you know, in the beginning of the course, I do a bit of an intro and get you to really think about and connect with what your why is, why you were doing this course, you know, what's one thing you wanted to work towards in terms of a goal. Was it during that process that you came through to come about this plan for yourself? It, it definitely was because I think the first session I just freaked out and thought I'm not going to have enough money and you know I do have to think about retiring and after the and doing all the numbers actually putting all the numbers down there of what I'm earning where my superannuation is how much I could put into savings you know doing all that homework and then thinking I think that I think the first thought was I can't afford to retire in Australia. I think that was my first thought. Like you know, I'm never going to be able to buy a property here. I really didn't think that I would be able to afford to live here. But so it was sort of fear, fear first that that made me look at it. But then you know, 
thinking about why, what, where, where do I want to live? What do I want to do? I think the biggest thing was, what do I want to do? That and changing that mindset around from, I have to retire and do nothing. It's like, no, I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want to stop and do nothing. What do, what do I want to do and keep doing in 10, 15, 20 years time? And then that's how it came about. And then looking at, you know, how much money I could have. Actually, no, we didn't look at the money first. We actually discussed what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And then we did the money together. Uh Yeah. And what surprised you most about this course so far? We haven't finished the course, by the way. So there's a few more subjects in there. But um, knowing your plan, most of the stuff that is relevant to you, you've pretty much completed. We're going to be doing some more strategies and we're going to do, we're talking, we're in discussions around debt and then we're going to be exploring insurance. But given your plan, a lot of that groundwork's already been done in the course. So it's kind of relevant to ask what's, what's actually surprised you so far about this or what's the biggest aha moment, you know, takeaway moment for you. I think the biggest thing was actually putting that long-term plan and actually putting numbers in there. Like when I think of superannuation, I think, okay, yes, I've got X amount of money and here's 10 years time. And we could, you know, factor that in how much it would be. But then we put in my savings and hopefully the potential of, of my side hustle. And they were very reasonable numbers. They weren't scary. They weren't big numbers, but seeing how just contributing a little bit regularly can have such a huge impact over 10, 15, 20 years, how much impact that makes. So I think the biggest thing is seeing how a little bit consistently can go a long way, whether that is a little bit more contributing to superannuation, a little bit more in savings accounts and how, you know, compound, how much interest can earn you. And and it's, it's not, it's not big sums, you know, we're not talking thousands and thousands of dollars at a time. We're talking tens or hundreds of dollars in a, in a, in a week or in a month like that just add up. Yeah. It's that magic of compounding interest. A lot of people underestimate it and they, you know, that they've just like you, they've gone and looked at their numbers initially and gone, oh my gosh, how am I going to retire? But if they then look at what have I got that I can def- like direct to that retirement pool, that's going to grow it further. And that's sort of what you've done with looking at Extra savings, more contribute, you know, contributions being non-concessional and concessional. So those who don't know this lingo, a non-concessional contribution, money that you've already paid tax on, so you're not claiming a deduction for, whereas a concessional contribution is vision that usually you're paying through when you're working, you're super guarantee, and you might salary sacrifice extra toward that each week or fortnight or whatever your pay cycle is. You might put a contribution in towards the end of the financial year, fill out a form and actually get a bit of a tax offset as well. So there's two ways of contributing. And so when we look at this course, we do explore what options you've got 
in terms of, you know, where's your savings going or what have you got in surplus? You know, knowing what your numbers are, I think, you know, you mentioned that before, Vanessa, you've got your fixed expenses. You know what those bills are. You know the cost of your groceries and living costs and then what's left over and where are you going to give that? What, where are you directing that to, to create the life, the plan that you, you know, you want to build for yourself? I just wanted to sort of get and, and, everyone and up I to scratch with that. Yeah. And I think also another big thing about that is also, and this comes around the mindset, the money mindset again, is not being like a squirrel and saving everything and every spare penny I have going into my retirement because I have to live now, you know, like actually saving up money so I can enjoy life now and enjoy those th- the, the, the things that I want to do in my retirement. I should also be doing them now because life is happening now. We don't know what's going to yes, happen it in is. 5, 10, 15, 20 years time. I could change, things could change completely, which is also good, you know, as long as they're positive things that change, you know, but, you know, things could change, but also to enjoy the, 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 what I'm working so hard towards actually enjoy that now as well as into the future. And, and by knowing the numbers, you know, knowing, okay, this goes into the long-term savings or retirement. And this goes into, you know, the next six months or my, my, my holiday in four months time or one year time. And just, I think it's just knowing all the numbers. I, I was lucky. I did come to the table knowing my numbers, but this course is also excellent if you don't know your numbers to, to actually see where they are. So uh, yeah, it's, it's knowing your number. The two big things I would say are knowing your numbers. And the mindset that has just changed the, 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 my life. It really has changed my life. Oh my gosh. That's so good to hear. Well, that's why I wanted to use the term transformation in the title of the course. It's a very long title, I know, and I bet I can't think of anything. I'm just, the creative side of me sort of got lost in this because when I started the process of exploring money mindset coaching that was transformative 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 for me as you guys know through my coaching calls I share my own experience and I originally went down the road of money mindset coaching because I was frustrated as a financial advisor seeing my clients not it being engaged in the plan that we'd created they weren't engaged in how do we get that connection why do people make the you know make the decisions they make? Why are they sabotaging what's really going on under the surface? So that's why it was so important to weave that part into the course is because mm-hmm. if you understand how our brains work, and that's I do actually teach the science of subconscious in the course, and we know our money story from our childhood and why potentially that could be our programming that is holding us back, then how do we shift that to create the plan that we want to create like you have. So with that said, what sort of transformation or shift have you come across through the course within yourself? Um, that, yeah, there's, there's a few things. One is looking at the money history, which is really good because I, I, you know, a lot of the times we think we're going to run out of money. 
it's going to dry up and we're not going to get any money ever again. We're going to lose our jobs and that's going to be the end of the world. And you panic and you have fear and everything. It's like, okay, well, let's build back. And I think you said this, let's look back into the past. Has that ever happened? What was your money, you know, pattern? And it's like, yeah, there were, there were years where it was excellent. There were years where it was tough, but there wasn't completely nothing. I mean, you know, I did, I, I, I have got to this point, you know, that, and if, if things did happen and, and, you know, uh, jobs changed or whatever, I got another job and we got more money and it was okay, you know? So that was a big thing, actually seeing the patterns of money in your life previously and having that having that knowledge that you're going to be okay. You'll work it out again. You have before, you'll work it out again. <laughs> I think the other thing is also knowing, also moving from that fear of money. Like there is, you know, you don't talk about money openly with friends and family. And I think that needs to change. You know, I think we do need to talk about money more often. We don't have to talk about the exact amount, but I think we should talk about it more and not have a fear of it or, you know, it's not a dirty word talking about money anymore. We, and I think the biggest mindset this year is that, you know, I'm actually going to love money. I want, you know, my motto for 2023 is to be happy, healthy and wealthy. I've never said that before. I've never used money as a want thing. And I'm being open and honest with myself, as I think everybody else should. Yeah, I want money. I do. And I want money be, to, to be able to live the life that I want to live. I want money to be able to, you know, buy this property in Greece in 10 or 15 years' time. You, do, you need money to do things. And it's not a dirty word. And it's okay to say that you want it, you know? So that's a big Absolutely. change for me. That's what, that's, that's a mindset change as well. We, it's money is not a dirty word. Yeah. It's not our enemy. It can really make our lives so much easier if we embrace it, call it in, enjoy it when we're spending it, enjoy it when we're paying the bills in my household. And you guys know, cause I talk about this a lot in the courses that I I have this gratitude process, even paying the bills and it's rubbed off on my mm. husband because he gets excited when he pays a bill now. He goes, oh, I just can't wait till I get this, that paid off. I'm going to pay this down. And, you know, it just becomes this thing. It's like, oh, I've, I've got a piece of joy because that's fulfilled me when I signed up for it. You know, when we, whatever it is that we bought, whatever you're paying off or whatever it is that, or the, if it's electricity, it's actually something that is fulfilling your life it's it's serving you in some way and we've got to look at it like that money is that tool that makes that happen money is going to be the tool that's going to have you on the greek islands enjoying this really free lifestyle where you can you're going to have that laptop lifestyle Vanessa you've got the choice of yeah. getting on a plane and heading over to see family and friends in the UK and then flying back and and either wherever you are you're going to be able to work serve the people that you're serving and live the lifestyle that you're creating for yourself. And that's really what money does for people. We've just got such a stigma about it 
because of the way we've been up, you know, raised because of, you know, our parents upbringing, their yep. parents. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that our grandparents and great grandparents were going through things like the depression, World War One, World War Two, that subconsciously rubs off on our parents and then in through us, right? And we don't realize how that impacts us, you know, our thoughts and relationship with money. And when we start realizing that that's a subconscious programming versus our conscious awareness, our, you know, the reality, looking for yeah. the evidence, as you pointed out, when we realize that that's actually, you know, we usually sensationalize, you know, history and turn it into something that probably was worse off in our heads than the reality and look for the evidence and then try the hardest challenge. And we talked about this last week in the course is trying to be quite neutral about it when we're so emotionally tied and stressed about money. That's a big challenge. And that's where money mindset really plays that hand because when you actually have conscious awareness of what's really going on in your mind and how that can play out, it can be a big game changer. And I think that there's also, I totally agree with that. And, and another point which has changed is I do have this feeling that, you know, you need to spend money to make money. And, and, and it's, or maybe that's not the right word, way of saying it, but money needs to flow. So it needs to, it needs to go out of your hands to also come back into your hands. Again, you can't be a squirrel and just keep the money behind and not spend any and, and look at every cent. Like, I mean, I do know exactly where my money's going, but sometimes I think, you know what, I wouldn't normally pay this for, you know, a night's accommodation on holiday. Like that's a little bit too expensive, but then I think, but, but what am I getting out of this? It's only a little bit more and I'm going to, you're spending a little bit more to get so much more joy out of it. And then when you've spent the money and you don't worry about it so much, like you can't, you can't spend the money and say, oh my God, that was so expensive. I shouldn't have done that. It should be, I've spent the money. It's great. Look at the experience that I'm having. Look at the feeling. What's the feeling I have of, of staying somewhere a little bit more expensive? How beautiful is this? How, how happy am I? You know, instead of always being negative with money, like trying to be more positive with money. Like this is enriching my life, not, oh my God, I've spent too much now. I'm not going to have enough money to spend here or there. Absolutely. And what's the point of being, you know, I guess frustrated or in that, I guess it's that scarcity mindset when you wanted to be you know, having a bit, say, you know, using an example of a holiday or hotel room, having that experience of just that little bit of an upgrade, that bougie feeling, but then not really allowing yourself to enjoy it because of the cost. That's pointless. It's actually, you know, doesn't make sense. So, you know, when making our decisions around our finances, it's actually being mindful about it and going, okay, I'm actually going to, I look at the word invest as a, a powerful word when you are upgrading to something as well because you're investing to have an experience, to have a good feeling, to have, you know, I guess an upgrade of some sort and you're on holiday or, you know, you might be traveling. It might be that you've got to do interstate for work or whatever and you could be 
you know, upgrading because you're going to have a better night's sleep. That's still an investment. Yeah. You're going to look at all of the things. I'm, you know, I, I do Pollyanna out. We've got to look at the silver lining. Yep. It's going to, okay, it's going to set me back by two weeks of my plan. Oh, big deal. I also get to have better night's sleep and I'm enjoying something. Yeah, exactly. No, I've, I've, I've had that before where, where I think, oh, I shouldn't be spending money on this. It's, it's, it's too expensive. But then I sit back and I'm like, okay, so the amount is X of H. And actually I can manage the next two months saving an extra $10 a week. So, you know, you actually do the, do the maths and it's not that expensive. You've just got it in your head. Absolutely. Oh, we self-sabotage in so many ways and we don't know. So in terms of things that have surprised you, what you've learned, has there any big key takeaways or anything you would want to say to anybody who's considering doing a course like this? Yeah, I think also the, the fear I had going in is I'm not going to be like anybody else in this course. I'm going to, it's not going to be relevant to me because I'm single and I'm 52 and I don't have any superannuation. So I, you know, I'm going to be the black sheep and in the course, but you come out realizing that every single person has a different, a different situation. They have, they have a different history. They have different goals for, for the future. Everybody's at a different stage and a different age and they either have family or they're single or they're gay or they're straight or they're young or they're old. Every single person is different, but doing the course is relevant to every single person because the steps that you take going through, you know, working out what your money is. I love it that a whole section was on superannuation because that is relevant to every single person, but where they are in their superannuation, how much they're contributing, if they're married, if they're not married, if they've got kids, obviously that's all different. So yeah, so the, the, the big key for me is that wherever you are in your stage of life, that this course can help because when you participate in the course, you do your own numbers. You go through what you want. You go through your fears and obstacles and your way of thinking. But you go through all of this and it's relevant for every single person. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because everybody, we all have so much self-judgment. We have our own self-talk and where, you know, you've, you said you've come into this thinking that it might not be for you. You wanted to get something out of it. Obviously you were motivated to just join the course because after my presentation, but once you were in there realizing that you all had different backgrounds, you all had different, you know, all different st stages. So I really appreciated that because the, I built it out so that it would help as, you know, anybody that came into it, regardless of what age, I mean. I think one of our youngest is 25 in the course, but yeah. even if you're in your early 20s coming out of university, it's a foundation, well, it's financial literacy, really. At the end of the day, it's just teaching you how you can create your life with a plan, a financial plan. It's that this is your roadmap. 
And, and then you can start layering on top of that as you grow. So thank you because yeah, it is, it is designed for everybody. But one thing you pointed out more so that you, you had that self-talk and we don't realize how much negative self-talk we have until we, it's brought to our attention. And that's something that I was purposeful about with this course as well as what is our self-talk, especially when it's our relationship with money, because we do carry such luggage all those years from our childhood throughout all experiences in our life, no matter where you are in life. I have not met one person who hasn't got some issue or hang up with money in a negative sense. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's never too early to start this course if, if it is somebody who's younger and if it is somebody that's older, it's never too, you're never too old to, to do this course either. That's, that's why it's relevant to, to everybody, I think. And, and the great thing, also the other thing that I was worried about coming in is, oh my God, do I have to actually give the numbers of how much I'm earning and how much I have in my superannuation? And, I know others were saying, oh my God, do I have to tell them how much I owe on my house or how, what the value of my <laughs> apartment, you know, we don't, that's the great thing about this course. You don't need to, or, or have to mention any numbers, you know, they're, they're all your numbers that you're talking about. I think the other great thing, which I wanted to, to say as well, is that, you know, if I, just the knowledge that you have, because everything is changing in finance, you know, every month and every year, you know, superannuation changes, the, the, you know, borrowing money changes, the interest rates, all that sort of stuff. Apps, the app, just talking about what apps you can have that, that would, you know, benefit you. All of those things change. And, and yes, I could go out and find out about all of them, but you just talk about all those things throughout the course, which are just so timely and, and just so knowledgeable because that's the space that you work in and breathe in every single day. Whereas, you know, if I had to go and find out the latest numbers on superannuation, I'd probably get five minutes into it and go, oh, this is just too hard. I couldn't do it. So we talk about everything in layman's terms for us to understand. Plus, you also know what the changes are and what the benefits are and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Because as I said, all those financial things change from month to month and year to year. Uh -huh. So that's one thing that my commitment is to always update, upgrade the lessons, especially around superannuation or tax, because those two areas are consistently moving and shifting and changing. Talking and getting people to understand interest rate is also relevant. That I will never be able to keep up with because that's almost, you know, right now we're in a climate where interest rates are increasing, most likely will be continuing to increase till 23 or early 24. But at least having an understanding of why and what that's about and how that can affect if you are borrowing is important. But yeah, my commitment is always to update, upgrade. There is a lot of research that went behind the scenes with the apps because they are, they keep coming. Like uh, that's hard to keep yes. up with my, in all honesty. And it's great because as I am talking to people, and in fact, one of the students in the course has actually showed me two more apps that I, I didn't know of. So I was like, oh, great. I'm going to go research 
And I'm now starting to, to ask people if there's anything you've come across, any, you know, financial app or product or service that seems unique or unusual, tell me about it because then I can actually include that if that it becomes a trend, for example, because that's what happens, then it, it's already in the course. I've explained what it does, how it works, the ins and outs, the pros and cons. That way people can go and make some decisions based on that info. It isn't financial advice. It's just arming you with all of the information so you can create yep. your own plan. Yeah, and everything is is relevant to every person. You know, there's some things I take out that will be beneficial for me and others that aren't, but there'll be other people where it suits them better. I think it's just having, I, I, I think the biggest thing is knowing that every single person is different, and but there's, there's something to learn for every single person. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, that was the goal. So to hear that feedback has been incredible. I'm, I'm loving the coaching calls. I'm loving having the chats with everybody and getting an idea and feedback on where they're all at. And in fact, I was quite surprised, pleasantly surprised at how open everybody has been with their own journeys and experiences, especially when we talk about our money stories and everybody has some level of money trauma. Some are really extreme. Some are very you know, some that they, they're quite subtle. They don't realize that it's something they've not actually worked through or dealt with. But the beautiful thing about this is that when we do our coaching courses, it's up to the individual to share. And it's been in, incredible that everyone has been so open and I'm starting to see how everyone's evolving and hearing the feedback like that this has been quite a game changer, life-changing in some respects. That's been some pretty cool things to hear. So I really appreciate that. Is there anything else you wanted to and add in terms of this? Because with that, as soon as anybody opens up and says, oh, I feel really nervous about this, but I'm just going to say it anyway, I bet, I bet you my bottom dollar, I don't bet, but I would bet that anybody else in that course also has had the same situation. I mean, I didn't speak up when I first started and somebody else, you know, spoke about what I said and when we first started the podcast that, you know, I expected to be married and sharing all the financial burden with somebody else because that was just the way we were brought up. And somebody brought that up and it was relevant to me. I think it was relevant to half the people in our, in our course. So, you know, I think, again, just touching on that, that everybody is different, but, you know, the money stories and situations are really relevant to, to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. When I find when one person's sharing, it can affect, you know, in a positive way, others that don't share, but they're like, ah, so it's not just me, you know, especially with the money stories, especially with social expectations. We have more so on girls. I mean, I can only speak from a female point of view. And actually it's a question I will be asking one of our students who's a male, what the expectations have been from a financial point of view when we're little, because we see, you know, we're giving, we're giving, ba we're giving baby dolls to play with and, you know, mini kitchens and mini houses. And, you know, it's, we're mimicking our world around us. That's what children do in play. They're, they're sort of absorbing what they see and experience and they're mimicking that through play. And that's sort of what is creating this foundation of a belief system 
that you, you carry on through life. And one of them being is that, yeah, we'll get married and we're going to be the caretakers. That's you know, the other thing with women, many women resonate, is that there's a point where they've got to look after their families or their children or, you know, their parents. So that's, and subconsciously we create those situ situations and all of a sudden we are looking after other people or us, you know, or, and we're giving more to either potentially our careers or something without giving ourselves things that feed us joy. It's, it's quite fascinating yeah. when you start listening to other people's money stories because it does resonate in many ways with all of us. No, definitely. And, and it, it's really great that people do share because you always learn something from it for yourself. So there's, there's just so much to, to learn by hearing other people's stories and, and fears and, you know, that, that might pop or even, you know, working out what sort of a person you are around money. You know, I'm very cautious and, but there's some people in our course, it's like, yeah, I would totally invest X amount of money into an app and see where it went. You know, again, that goes back to, you know, your personalities with money, but also where you are in life with your, with your, with money. You know, somebody who is 20, 22 is going to say, yeah, I'll put a couple of grand in that, see where it goes. Whereas I wouldn't, I'm going to be much more cautious because, you know, I am older. So. You know, again, going back to this, this course is for everybody at, at whatever stage in life they are at. Absolutely. We, we do touch on that in terms of the risk profiling as well. Talk about yeah. what our attitudes are to risk. And, and it's surprising because a lot of people usually do when they go through that risk profile, they realize that they've been incorrectly invested in this superannuation because they've not really considered how it all really works when they're reading balance they're thinking that's what they're talking about as in the balance is x amount of dollars but they balance investors so it's it's you know i try to make sure that everybody gets something out of it and i really am so chuffed that you got so much out of it and i hope you continue to i'm very excited about your plan i just love it i love that you're going to be living in the greek islands and and it's kind of, it's, it's, it's achievable. Like you've seen that you've, pl you've planned it out, you know, it's going to, you know, happen. And you sort of, at, you know, attached and in alignment with that goal and that outcome now, which is really cool. Yeah. And I'm still going to work, you know, I can actually be super excited about it. Like, uh, you know, I'm still going to, to, to work virtually. I mean, yeah. and, and that's also helped me think of what I want to do in the future. Because I can do this virtually and who knows what happens. I could be, you know, doing business in the metaverse. So, you know, as long yeah, as I have that internet connection and all that sort of stuff, I could be, I could be teaching in the metaverse and having, you know, interviewing people in the, in the metaverse. And here I am in the, in the Greek islands. I mean, how super cool is that? That is really super cool. I love that. I love that. I also have to say there's something to say about just working and being mentally stimulated throughout retirement. My mother-in-law, 80, and she still practices as a doctor. She only works now once a week, sometimes twice a week if they need her. But it's a choice and it keeps, she's a young 80-year-old. Like you wouldn't, like, you know, Christmas she came and stayed with us and she went on the beach and was just absolutely 
just involved in everything we did, went out for lunches with us, did everything. She was just on, sharp as anything, but and, also really full of and energy. I think that's a, big, that's a big thing which has changed since I was growing up is that you, and, and this is what I said earlier in the podcast, is that my thoughts were we had, we got to retirement and you stopped and you did nothing and all you did was sit on the beach. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing that in 10 years time. I would be so bored. I, I, I couldn't take that much time off and not do anything. You know, I want to be mentally and physically challenged and I'm still going to be hopefully mentally and physically able, you know, so why would I want to sit down and do absolutely nothing? I would be bored to tears so you know it's it's also it's also that and, and that's the that's the mindset change as well not just about money but my mindset change of what I'm actually going to do when I'm in when I'm retired absolutely I think that podcast that I did with Peter Graham really touched a lot on that that was you know retirement process shouldn't you know it should be about contribution and friends and connection because without that we as humans will struggle you know and that's why a lot of retirees are spending I don't know what was this hour I think 52 hours a week or something on watching television I mean I couldn't think of anything worse yeah so and there is also the high levels of depression so I think your plan is on point. It's great because it's going to, you know, you're going to li- be living your best life. Yeah. And I think retirement for me now, the word retirement is just, that's when I can access all my money and my superannuation and go and live free. Like I'm super excited. We might need to change it. So it's not retirement. It's, it's uh, like we've got to give it another mm. name of freedom living and you know, because it, it yeah. will be, it's going to be a shift for you. You know, the whole thing for me, when I talk about financial planning and what financial literacy can do for somebody is really about freedom, because there's, if you get that plan right, there's going to be a point where you can put the line in the sand and go, I have choice now, and you can choose to continue working for money, or you can choose to have your assets work, pay you. and do other things, travel or contribute in other ways, but that's really what it is. It's it's freedom planning, isn't it? It's financial planning, so yeah. freedom planning. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I might. Have, I'm going to have to come up with another word for retirement. I think and and start using that. It'll freak people out, but but at least no. But again, that comes back to mindset, doesn't it? It's changing changing your mind about something. Like you know, it's it not scary anymore. Like I, I can't wait to retire. How many people do you hear that say that, you know? I love that you said that it's not scary anymore. And that's a huge, you know, step, a huge, big step in the right direction. When you started this course, you said that you had all this fear around it and looking at your numbers and, and it's not scary when you've got the plan in place and you know, you know, that some years are going to be We've had a really challenging 2022 with the financial markets, but not looking at it as a setback, just that's just how life rolls and we're just going to keep going and moving forward. And also by knowing your risk profile and understanding what the end game is, you're sort of also in alignment there as well. So yeah, you've got to change the name. It's 
It's no longer something you're fearing. I love that. You definitely, definitely be changing that name and let me know what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much. I could keep talking about this all day, to be honest with you, as you know. But thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your experience with the course and also what your plans are. And I hope to have you come back again in the future. Maybe we do a catch up and see how you're traveling later on a few years time as well. But in the meantime, I just think you're fantastic, Vanessa. Thank you so much for everything that you've contributed in terms of just the course and discussions with the group and also sharing with us today your experience and hopefully encouraging others to get on board. So thank, thank you. you. Well, I wanted to thank, thank you as well, because I actually did. The reason why I want to do this podcast is because I heard other podcasts from different people at different stages of their life in different circumstances. And I gained something from each of those podcasts that have now changed the way that, that I think about money. Uh, and of course, obviously the, the course that has been really life changing. But also, you know, tying that in with listening to a couple of podcasts that are relevant to you were just, just fantastic. So I wanted, if I can do, if one person listens to this podcast and something that I have said resonates and helps them change, then I'm super happy. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, you have a beautiful day and all those who are listening today, enjoy wherever you are. Always look for the silver lining. Life is beautiful. Sometimes challenging, but we get through it. Okay. You take care. Thank you. Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the love, like, and share all posts. Social links are in the show notes below. Please note that any information shared in this podcast is general in nature and not to be perceived as financial advice. Please seek advice from a licensed financial advisor just like me. We also want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation as the traditional custodians of this country we record this podcast in. We recognize their continuing connection to the land and waters and thank them for protecting this coastline and its ecosystems since time immemorial. Mm -hmm.